ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoying having her freedom back, China just wants to focus on the luxuries that were taken for granted prior to her prison sentence. Reconnecting with family and trying to keep her hands clean was China's main focus, living in her new light and loving her freedom. She wasn't willing to give that up for anything, not even love. Kim lived for the street life. Hustling hard and enjoying the fruits of his labor is what sustained him. However, at some point, Kim realized it wasn't enough. He was ready for more. Wanted to share his... Hey, share my world. Don't you leave. Promise I'll be Whenever you need me near. With that special someone and feeling feeling like the cards were finally falling in his favor, King was ready to settle down with his longtime girlfriend. However, nothing is ever as it seems. And he was forced to let go of what he thought was his forever and lick his wounds. Then after meeting and spending time with China, King knew he got it right this time around. China was his. She was made for him. All he had to do was get China to see things his way. But he quickly learns convincing her may be more than what he bargained for. When true happiness becomes an option for King and China, their past comes snaking their way into their lives. China is forced to remind the streets of her lethal ways, and King has hard decisions to make. The only question is, can the two of them ward off the attacks together, or will they be ripped apart by the outside influences? China and Kim's love isn't bound by titles. What they have is soul-stirring and heart-wrenching. Thus, China remains loyal to her heart when she finds out about snakes in the grass. However, when trouble finds its way interfering with their paths, things take a turn for the worse, and China's life hangs in the balance. Kim is ready to make the city bleed. Revenge is all he can see, and he fights tirelessly day in and day out to exact revenge on whomever was bold enough to make an enemy out of him. As pieces of the puzzle come together, Keem embodies the Grim Reaper, snatching the souls out of anyone who thought they could penetrate the walls of his family. Only wreaking havoc won't guarantee saving the life of the person who means the world to him. Keem and China find themselves back into a corner, fighting for love, life, and everything in between. All the while, their enemies seek to dismantle their soul ties. But what their enemies don't know is that they have an entire army ready to go to war for them. Suited and booted for war, the toy soldiers don't even know what's coming for them. However, when the smoke clears, for everyone in Kim and China's camp remains standing. Ooh, let's find out, y'all.
Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. So let's get right into it. Today's book, or books, I should say, because I'm doing them both together, is Her Heart, My Soul, China in Ring, part one and part two. Um, they, These two books actually are the first books that I'm reading by Kay Renee. Um, I had never heard of her before. Like, I've never seen her work, like, nothing about her until, once again, you know, as I always say, Amazon Kindle. I'd just be cruising through there. And this book was suggested for me. So I was like, you know, I know I have been talking shit about the new authors that I've been trying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've never read this book. Let me see how it's going and I haven't been liking it because I can't remember what episode where I was like I'm just gonna go back to my regular people and just keep reading their books but I was like that's not fair I need to broaden my horizon to other authors as well so I clicked on hers and it was like you know this is somebody else I I haven't read so let me give it a try so now on to the stories so what I did not realize is that this series is a spinoff of another series that Karen did. So I don't have, of course, like all the information and I'll talk all that type of stuff, but I'm just going, you know, of course, react to what I read and what I do know. So China and Hakeem, who goes by Keem, they are two, they're unofficially officially together if that makes sense it's like there is no title they are not boyfriend and girlfriend but they are together like they can't be with nobody else so china has just gotten out of prison you know she's back at home and they're it's just so weird because i hate these type of relationships like either you will shit or get off the pot but all this back and forth is so unnecessary but hakeem had a former long-term girlfriend nia and at some point nia woke up and said you know i'm not happy i don't want to be with you anymore i'm leaving but then she finds out that she's pregnant so china although she has sex with king she doesn't really like put all her eggs into his basket because it's like you got your baby mama. She's still living with you. Like, at any point, y'all can decide that y'all gonna get back together and be a family. So, why would I set myself up for that? And he's like, man, I got her under control. You know, don't worry about it. I got this. And it's just like, eh. I don't know. Because it is a stigma about men and women who are not together and co-parenting. It's like, if that baby is under the age of two, I think most people say five. It's like two to five. I'm saying under two and even, yeah, let's say, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to be mathematically correct and it don't even matter. But with a still small child, y'all still having sex because you going over there like at times where that baby sleep, you ain't got no reason to be over there, but you swear you're going to see your baby. No, I don't trust y'all. And then y'all just get to talk and get that old thing back. No, 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 thank you. So I was with China like, yeah, nigga, I'm not with all that. You good. 
but she's going out with her friends slash sisters, you know, and who did she see at the restaurant but Kim and Nia having dinner together, and it looks real intimate to her. And her friends are like, you know, just wait, see what it's about. Don't go over there acting rah-rah. So she waits for Nia to go to the bathroom before she goes over to the table and was like, oh, so this is what we doing? And he like, man, it ain't even nothing like that. Like, calm down, you know, whatever. And she's like, basically, you know, being tough. Like, it's cool. I just, I see what we on. So I'm about to be on the same type of shit. And then Nia comes back to the table, and as soon as she does, like, China walks away. And China is known for being a hothead. She quick to pull her gun out, giving very much, and I hate to do this because it's like Medea ain't even Medea, but giving very much Medea, like, just hooping and hollering all over the place, gun-toting, just doing the most. Um... And that's why I said it's crazy to say that because Medea is based off black women, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. As far as character goes, like how she's written, it's just like all I see is Medea waving a gun around like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Anywho, um, so she walks away from, <laughs> she's like rambling, got my mind on her. Walked away from the table. She goes to the bathroom and I don't see how Keem didn't see this as suspicious because it's like she, Nia just came back, oops, just came back from the bathroom and then she turns around and goes back to the bathroom because that's where um, China went. And in the bathroom, like Nia talking shit, she's like, you know, that's my nigga. Didn't I tell you to stay away from him? Like I'm having his baby and, um, she she said some fucked up shit because China can't have kids and it's just like as soon as she mentioned that China was like you know your best bet is to get the fuck out of my face before I fuck you up and um she's done with Kim because she's like nobody knows this information about me but him and maybe like a few other people that's close to her so it's like for her to even throw that in my face you gotta be pillow talking with this bitch and for you to be pillow talking with this bitch that means y'all laid up that means y'all having a conversation so you know what that means that means i'm out of here and she cussed that nigga out but he swears he's like man i would never tell her no shit like that and i wouldn't talk about you to her like that so it's like she didn't hear that from me i don't know how she found that out and you know that's something that has always messed china up as well because she saw herself having kids in the future and she can't so for me to throw that up in her face is really messing with her but she swears she's done with him and she has a ex-boyfriend who what was damo i believe damo damo um where when she was in jail like he basically he left her for dead and he got married to somebody else who is the sister of the Jamaicans that he was into it with as far as drug dealing go. And so to get himself out of trouble, he had to marry the sister and he did it. But trying to like, I'm not trying to hear that. I don't give a damn, nigga, you're married. I don't care what the circumstances are. You're married. There's nothing to talk about. And she basically like 
pays that nigga does and was like, you know, my new nigga gonna fuck you up if he know you talking to me. Talking about Keem. And basically, Damo feels disrespected and tells her, you know, them niggas can't save you forever. Be on the lookout because I'm coming for you. And lo and behold, it's like a couple days later or something like that. He does kid like she's kidnapped. And it's him just talking all this shit. Like, see, all you had to do was hear me out. But since you didn't want to hear me out, I'm going to take over your cousin's territory. Like, they finna pay. Like, all this shit just hoop de hoop. Um, but he leaves her there with, like, some other people that he either pays or tells to watch her. But these niggas, like, they don't know nothing about kidnapping. They really don't give a fuck. They think she's just supposed to stay in a room. And somehow she done got the uh, the rope from around her wrist. You know, she done made an escape. She killed them niggas and she leaves. She makes it to this parking lot. What is it? Gas station. It was a gas station. And um, she comes up to this man like, please, can I just use your phone? And, um... She calls her cousin Cree, which I gotta read his story because this story actually sounds interesting. Um, and it's like, you know, I've been kidnapped. Can you please come to this location? I'll be standing right here. So the guy, of course, drops the location to the number that she just called. Um, and then he pull out his gun because I guess it's just like that and sits with her until, you know, they show up. So it's Cree injustice and then uh cream cream lord i put cream uh king together king shows up as well and he's trying to comfort her and she's like man if you don't get the hell away from me back up i don't want to hug you i don't want to do nothing and she was being petty though she walks past him to hug the guy who quote unquote saved her or helped her out and so Keem is like ready to blow some shit up because it's like, who the fuck is this nigga? And Justice had to tell her, you know what? Justice reminds me of who's that? Nikki Brown? Like, if you ever read her stories, uh, what was that? Like, Messiah and Rain is one story, and I think the other one is Christian and. I'm drawing a blank on her name. But anyway, the guy named Shaheem, that's who Justice reminds me of. It's just like, they can't never be for real. They always playing and saying some off-the-wall shit. But he had to tell him, like, that's the guy who helped her out. So, you know, you can't kill him. Don't do nothing like that. And all this type of stuff. And, because, and the only reason why I'm saying it like that is because Justice, to me, and this book serves no real purpose other than trying to be comedic relief. But like I said, this is also like another part of another series. So he could be somebody major, but it really don't make a difference to me in this book. But um, anyway, so after that, they still not messing with each other. She dancing on this nigga at the club because somebody invited. I guess she invited him out to the club with the whole crew being there. And it's really a lot of back and forth between them. Like, I'm not with you, so you really can't be upset about it. Because after she did that, and one thing I cannot stand, like, baby, if you won't tip, 
I'm for sure going to motherfucking tat and you better be able to take it when I do. Because it's like, okay, you brought this nigga in my face. You dancing all up on him at the club. You sitting in his lap. You know, all that type of shit. Which Keen, like, punched the nigga in the face for because he wasn't going to do too much. But then the guy was like, you know, you need to move on. And, like, basically trying to get all swollen in the chest. And so Keen beat his ass. But then when they have, like, a barbecue or something... At one of their houses, Kim brings a date. And when he brings a date, she walks up to him and pulls out a gun. And is like, I know you motherfucking crazy bringing this bitch in front of my family. What the fuck is she doing? Like, doing all of that going off. And it's like, but y'all wasn't together though, right? Like, y'all, it was over with, right? You was doing you. So why wouldn't he do the same thing? Like, you pulling out a gun and acting all crazy. It's like, girl, boo. That Ooh, that's one thing I can't stand. Like, you you can't do some shit and then get mad when it comes back on you. Like, no. I thought, I thought we was playing. So let's play. But, you know, like, once again, she's upset. Don't want to talk to him. Whatever. Nia has the baby. And she's being a typical baby mama. Just worrisome. I cannot. Oof. The worst kind of woman. And she's decided. I decide. What do you mean you decided? Um, shout out to you if you know that reference. Uh she's like, I want my <laughs> I want my man back. Like, I know I said I didn't want to be with you, but that's not the case no more. Like, I want you back. And Keen was like, No, you the one that said that you we're not happy in this relationship. And I got somebody else now. Like, even with them saying that they're not together and they don't want to be together, Kim is like, China is my woman. Like, I'm not letting up on her. And so he's like, sorry, baby, you blew it. Like, that's all it is to it. And then, so she's, uh, she has a best friend and a sister. Like, they know her business. And they've been telling her that they're going to tell her business and her business is her son, which, child, let's talk about it. What is this? The second book, maybe even the third book that I've seen that somebody named is Jabari. And I did bring it up in, um, what's her name? Oh, Lord, Lord, why am I drawing a blank? With a K, another K, Kaylin. Her book, the daddy name was Jabari. And all I could think of was girlfriends and her calling that boy everything but Jabari. You know, I love Jabobo. Um, Jab- <laughs> I was gonna call him Jabobo again. <laughs> Jabari is not actually Kim's son, he actually belongs to Kim's brother Taj. But of course, Reem don't know that. I mean, Kim, Lord, Kim don't know that. Why am I getting everybody's name wrong, Lord? And he's just going on as usual, like, that's my son, that's my son, that's my son. Okay, cool, no problem. That's your son. Um, And then we have, who is Misha? Misha is China's sister, and she had a boyfriend who was trying to have her introduce him or get him in good with Cree. And she wouldn't do it. She's like, you know, you've been trying to do this months now and it seems like that's the only reason why you're with me so I'm not really gonna do it 
And so that night that it was in the club that I was talking about where China brought old boy with her. What's the boy's name? Rick or Ricky, who's Misha's boyfriend, walks up to Cree and says, you know, hey, man, what's up? I've been trying to set something up with you, but your cousin, he said, you know how bitches be. Why would you call this man's cousin a bitch to his face? So, of course, Creed knocked that nigga out. Like, I know you're not talking about my fucking cousin. So, whatever you thought you was going to do with me, it's definitely dead in now. I'm like, nigga, that's the dumbest shit you could have ever done. And so, of course, after that and being heard that she was called a bitch, Misha like, man, I'm not fucking with you. Fuck you. And they go on vacation. <laughs> This shit is a mess, man. They go on vacation where um, Misha, her house is set on fire. Like, the dude set her house on fire. So, they have to come back. Vegas. They went to Vegas. They have to come back from Vegas because, you know, she got to get her shit in order because he completely burned her house down. But, on said vacation, uh, China brings their like the group's resident gay along and asked him to pretend to be her boyfriend. But he's really like flamboyant, which of course there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like he not pulling it off because everybody is noticing like while he's trying to do the deep voice, he can't stay in character. And so of course like King Pizza, like that nigga ain't really your man. Stop fucking playing with me. And Justice even pulls her aside at one point because I guess they've never met Darius before and it's like you know you might want to check your man something a little off about him and it's like like I said like he can't play his part and so he's like you know I know if I notice everybody else would notice so you know you might want to leave that nigga where he at but um and that was another thing Darius oof, I, and I know that there's people actually like this, and I'm not trying to down people like that, but me personally, I don't, you can be man or woman, or, you know, non-binary, whatever, if you this extra, I don't want to be around that shit, I am not for all that hooping and hollering all the time, it's just like, if I'm in the mood for it, and I, I'll participate, but Every single time doing all this, Lord, oh my God, ooh, it's too stressful, child, let me tell you, just doing all that all the time, cannot handle it. Um, And of course, you know, these are quote-unquote thugs, and thugs can't handle being around other gay men, I mean other men, ugh, not other gay men, cannot be around gay men because they don't like all that shit and they just automatically assume that every gay man is going to act like this and they do not um child speaking oh no wait let me finish this stall first and so also on this trip is locks who is whose cousin king's cousin i believe he's king's cousin um and him and Misha, like, they have sex together, and they're feeling each other, and, you know, when he even comes back to town with them, because, you know, he's from Atlanta, so he's coming back with them to check on her, because he, like, really cares about her in the, like, two, three days that they were kicking it, um, 
And, you know, of course, everybody's like, man, I'm going to kill this nigga when I see him. I'm going to beat his ass, whoop de whoop whatever. And so Misha says no. And everybody looking at her like she fucking crazy. And she like, I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. Let me stop this, child. Um... And then, like, girl, are you fucking crazy? Like, so you still sticking up for this nigga who just burnt your house down? And, you know, like, who been treating you like shit? That's what you want to do? That's who you want to stick up for? And although everybody's treating her like she wrong or, like, what she said don't make no sense, Misha's like, sir, I just met you. I Like, I appreciate the concern. That's not the problem. The concern is not the problem. It's how you coming at me about this. And... So he's like, so that's how you feel? We're bad. And he's done with her. I'm like, y'all don't even fucking know each other. Like, what is the real issue here? And so he leaves. And all of a sudden, she calling this nigga, you know, want to talk to him. Like, I'm sorry you feel this way. Or I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. I'm sorry. You know, I just want to talk. Whoop, whoop, whatever. And the next morning, like, China had to tell her, like, girl, he went home. He caught like the next flight up out of here and so she called him and sent him a message and he didn't respond to neither of them so back in atlanta you know of course he done moved on because this nigga moves quickly he got a little something and misha texts him no she pops up on him sorry there was no texting call she pops up she's pregnant and he like, man, you got your motherfucking mind. I know I strapped up. Ain't no way that fucking baby mind. So I don't know what you uh showing up here thought you was doing, but no, ma'am. And it's just like, and she's offended. But I'm like, girl, how are you offended? Y'all just, now let me be very clear. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's like, child, y'all just met that weekend and had sex like the, almost the same night of meeting each other like y'all don't really know each other so he don't know you to know that you would never do some shit like that and all that type of stuff so she turns around and heads back home and he hops right on the phone like man why this bitch talking about she pregnant so it's like you was trying to spit some real shit to her this is what he told her back when uh he was there like after the house on fire you know i'm just trying to spit some real shit to you because i really care about you like nigga after three damn days or two days however long they were there like i don't know you and this only proves that i don't know you man why this bitch talking about she pregnant ain't no way she pregnant i strapped up and it's just like nigga condoms break all the time like what are you talking about and he just had to really sit there and think about it, like oh damn i messed up and it's <laughs> like okay 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 <laughs> I hate niggas, man. I hate niggas so much. So anyway, so they get it together where, you know, they are now in a relationship and going to take care of this baby together as a family. And she's like, you know, how are we going to make this work when I live here and you live in Atlanta? He's like, man, don't worry about it. We're going to make it work. And so, like I said, Nia is... tricking tricking keem into thinking that her son is his son but like i said her sister knows the truth and her sister is tired of it she's like you know 
you need to tell him his truth and stop living your life this way and you know just be honest and she went mad trying to hear that shit and her and her sister had got into it even to the point where they fought and the sister like ran to her mama house telling all her business and was like um the next time she see her she gonna whoop her ass and that she's gonna tell king the truth herself since me is not gonna do it so of course one day at uh the sister shop Nia is there and she hears Kelly on the phone talking to Kim like hey where are you I need to meet you face to face I got something to tell you about Jabari and Kim was like you know first of all kind of like why are you calling me I don't talk to you and my son is right here so whatever you got to say you could tell me on the phone and she's like no i need to see you and I'm, that's what i did not get because it's just like you don't need to see him to tell him that because y'all not close like that you don't know him like that so no just say it on the phone because whatever you saying like just let that be that and so she tells him she starts to tell him but nia has a gun and she shoots her sister and then runs away. And I'm just like, but you're at her business. Like, you didn't think people was going to see you? Um, and Kim is screaming on the phone, Kelly, Kelly, because Kelly's her name. And it's like, um, damn, did somebody pop her? It's like, nigga, you heard the gun. You know somebody killed her. And so he's like, he's still calling out her name. And she can't believe that she killed her sister all in all to keep this a secret. And it's just like, but you and Ty, and whew, that was another thing that got on my goddamn nerves. Taj is telling her, you know, to keep getting money from King. And after she saves it up, and then when they save up enough, they can run off together. And it's just like, but also this bitch is running around the same town because Taj has a bar um and at the bar everybody the people who work at the bar know her to be Taj's fiance and knows that that baby is theirs I'm like how are y'all in the same city and y'all flaunting this relationship probably because they know like Kim don't come around he's too motherfucking busy like doing some real shit but it's just like y'all too bold with it and at this same bar like um china and they whole crew and i don't know how they don't know that it don't belong i'm like everybody's so close and basically running in the same circles but don't nobody really know too much about everybody's personal life which hey sounds like me because i don't know too much of nobody's business you could tell me all your business and i will forget real soon it's just certain people where you tell me some shit. I'm a great ear because I'm listening. But that next day, don't ask me shit about what you said because I've probably forgotten. Um, And if my friends ever listen to this episode, they're going to be like, girl, you're lying. And I'm like, I'm dead ass serious. It depends on who the person is. Like, I really have to care in order to retain information. Anyway, um... China shows up to the bar and she sees Taj and Nia talking and was like, that's weird. But she don't say nothing. She just ordered the food 
and the girl behind the bar is telling her, you know, yeah, that's the owner, his fiance, and their baby. And she's like, what? Like, no, that's... And she's like, okay, she ordered her food, and she headed out. And when she makes it to the car, Taj runs out and says, hey, you know, it's nothing going on between me and Nia, right? Like, you don't have to tell my brother anything about this. And I was, whew, I was so upset because I was like, exactly. It don't have to be nothing. You don't have to say nothing. I'm not agreeing with him. Um, I'd be like, all right, cool. But of course, China, because she's raw, raw, and she's bad. Nigga, you must think I'm a motherfucking fool. I know what's going on. And I'm telling your brother, because he should kill your little pussy ass. You and that bitch. Y'all ain't loyal. Fuck y'all. Just do, 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 do. Like all of this. And she goes to open her door. And Taj tells her, you know, that's the wrong move, little mama. And shoots her three times in the chest. And now. China is possibly dead, laying on the ground, because she just couldn't for one second hold it down. What other book was that? Oh, oh my God. What? Ugh. I'm drawing a blank on the book. But the point was, it's like, she tells a nigga like, oh, I'm going to tell da 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 And when she goes home and tells him, like, man, you shouldn't have told him shit. Just, like, let it draw out. And I could have took care of the shit. But no, you wanted... Oh, oh, oh. I know what it is. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. It was, um, it was by B-Love. I remember. No, it wasn't. Oh, my bad. Lying on people. Sheree Lewis. When she remembered the niggas who kidnapped her and beat her up. And she was like, I'm going to tell my husband. He was like, man, you shouldn't have told them that you was going to tell me shit. You should have acted like you didn't know them niggas and just came and told me. Like, don't even let them know that they was on to you. Because old boy wouldn't let her leave the restaurant. He tried to snatch her phone. All that good stuff. Okay, I ain't going to lie to you. Because all of what I just said, that was all from book one. Book two, I really skimmed through it. Like, I was turning a lot of pages because it wasn't like in my opinion just in my opinion all of this really could have fit into one book um because a lot of stuff could have been taken out like the way Darius was going around hooping and hollering and the sex scenes were terrible I'm sorry that's just my opinion I I didn't like the sex scenes and I don't like how people write like more often than not like how people write how people talk during sex is weird and just the shit they be saying because you telling me that this i don't know it's just weird it's like this no that would turn me off so bad like nigga either we gonna fuck or you gotta shut the fuck up just point blank period so anyway Kim is going around like trying to find out who did this to his woman. Because even when she got shot, they were not on good terms. And before Todd shot her, she was actually calling Kim, but he didn't answer the phone. So she was leaving a voicemail saying, you know, there's something that I have to tell you. Excuse me. So, you know, there's something that you have to see. And he kept playing a voicemail. Like, you know, what could she possibly have had to tell me? But, of course, like I said, he was running around the city 
Like, I need to find out who did this. Somebody is going to pay. And they couldn't find her phone, like, in her car. Um, the police had her belongings, and when they released them, like, her phone was not in there. So he goes back to Taj's bar, and, of course, Taj ain't giving... Well, Taj showed up to the hospital, but he's like, you know, I didn't see anything. And he's like, well, you got the cameras, right? And he's like, uh, actually, the cameras don't work over there. And Kim was like, man, so what the fuck do you, you don't know nothing? Like, my girl got shot at your bar, and you don't know shit, and can't nobody help. He's like, no, nah, my people didn't see anything. We don't know too much of nothing. And so, I'm going to find out that the bartender who had told China all of that information, she had ran out to help China. And China had just enough, like, breath in her body to say my phone like you know please take my phone and so the girl sam she had had the phone all this time and so they find her like where she's staying at and she gets over the phone she's like telling them what happened like that's what happened she told me to take her phone and i tried to get into it but i couldn't because it died and it's password protected i'm like of course and I know people try to act like it's not a thing because it's like, why is there a password on your phone? Like, even in this day and age, people are still stealing phones. Even if they can't do nothing with it, just if you see a phone laying there, people will take it. So it's just like, I'm not leaving my phone unlocked. And my business is my business. Like, anybody could pick up my phone and just go through. No. Um. But anyway, they were trying... <laughs> I did find this part cute, though. It was like they were trying to find the password for her phone. And they had already tried her birthday, and it didn't work. And Cree, he's like, I know my wife knows. So he calls her, and she's like, uh-uh, she ain't finna cuss me out because y'all might find some shit in No, hell no. And they're like, girl, do you know the type of situation we're in? We ain't got time for that, and we'll deal with it later. And so she tells them the code, and... Kim smiles when he realized that it's his birthday. I said, see, all that hooping and hollering going back and forth, like, we not together, but that's a goddamn passcode to your phone. Girl, get out of here. Um, so when they get in there, they see what's going on. And it's the fact that, you know, his baby ain't his baby. His brother and his ex-girlfriend been playing him for a fool. And, you know, when he finally confronts Taj, it's just like, damn, when was you going to figure this shit out? Like, damn, now I'm about to take y'all all out one by one. It's not, like basically talking big shit. But they found Taj's mama and killed her. And come to find out Taj killed their daddy because he was still going back and forth between the mamas. Although he was technically officially with king's mama he would still be sleeping with taj's mama and the mama knew all about the plan uh because nina nina nia and taj were talking and the mama was there and she was like girl my son about to kill that f uh fucking boy just like he killed his daddy you know because the nigga wasn't no good whoop -de whoop whatever so and lo and behold, they find out in the hospital while China is in a coma, she's actually pregnant. And so they haven't keeping it a secret like all this time that 
she's pregnant because Misha, which I thought was great. Misha was like, we not going to say nothing because they didn't know how long she was going to be in a coma. And she was in a coma for some months. And it's like, but if she had awoken up like a day or two or possibly even a week later, we wanted her to tell her own news because it was thought she couldn't even get pregnant. So this is great for her. Um, while Misha's still going through her pregnancy, you know, the pregnancy is uneventful. The only real big like hiccup they have because they found Taj. Taj is killed. Um, Keem, like, he goes to confront Nia about the fact that she lied and that the baby ain't hers. But she's arrested, like, right as they're arguing and going back and forth. Because there's video of her fleeing the scene after her sister was shot. And somebody saw her ass. So she went to jail for murder. So that was basically her karma. And, um... Yeah, like, nothing else happened except for, like, those Jamaicans. Taj had told the Jamaicans that they killed old boy and killed Damo and his wife. So, and, you know, she she was Jamaican and she was their sister. So, it's like, one night while they all eating, shots rang out, and that was it. Um, oh, and Cree's wife was pregnant as well. So, but at that same time, she went into labor, but she delivered the baby at home, but they, like, the ambulance showed up and took her to the hospital, and that was it, and she gave him an ultimatum of, okay, that's enough street shit, like, we got more than enough money, there's no need for this street shit anymore, like, it's over and done with, um, so Misha has her baby, they had a baby boy, China, after she wakes up from her coma, finds out that she is actually pregnant with twins one boy and one girl um and you know nothing happens with her pregnancy her pregnancy is great the only thing is she contacted like somebody that she knew from the prison because nia went to the same prison that she was in and she had old girl kill nia and at first keem is kind of upset because he's like you know I can't protect you from what I don't know. And she she's feeling like, nigga, are you really upset that I killed that bitch? Because even he said so himself, he wasn't going to kill her for lying to him and sleeping with his brother and the fact that the baby wasn't there. It's like, why not? That'd be y'all problem. Y'all, swear, y'all so motherfucking hard and so smart and so much of a thug and then when it comes to a disloyal ass woman y'all let that bitch still walk around why that be y'all downfall shit drives me fucking crazy because it's all like man I ain't and let me take that well not I'm not taking that back but let me add on to that and it's men too it's just like oh they're a non-factor okay that's why y'all die thinking motherfuckers is non-factors because although you may be like quote-unquote more important than them got more money than them like you are on a different level than them they can still bring you back down to size real quick no matter how nice your casket is caskets are all the same size like it's still going in the ground it's still going in the dirt and you are no longer here like don't take nobody for granted like <laughs> uh and t- anyway back to my point because 
so she's like you really upset that i killed this bitch like no and she had a hand in me getting shot no she didn't pull the trigger but she was the getaway driver she was in the car waiting on that nigga and they fled the scene and that bitch was talking big shit so no fuck her and he's like no you gotta think like do can you trust this person that you had to kill her like you know that could come back on us and if i hadn't known anything about it like i can't protect you from that and it's quickly like swept under the rug like you know you're right i'm sorry we make up we'll do whatever so after china has her twins the boy and the girl misha is proposed to by locks they get married and then like right after china is proposed to by keem and they get married and i know it's not all about who's been together the longest but it's just like why did there start like basically the same thing happened like twice misha gets pregnant then china got pregnant and then misha and locks get married and then like right after china and king get married just like y'all I don't know. Ain't no, and I know I just said it wasn't about time, but ain't no way I'm letting them niggas be me. Like, man, y'all don't even know each other like that. Um. Oh, and also Darius. Let me not leave him out of this. My bad. He, cause that's how much the character within itself annoyed me. So you know when it's finally established that he was never with China, although they did kiss on the uh, vacation, but he was like, "Bitch, don't you ever do that again." Ugh. Um, the guys quote unquote accept him and they like all hang out one night at a bar and he sees a guy that he knows to be like at a gay club and then of course the guy's like man what the fuck you say I ain't with that shit blah 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 whatever whatever um and Darius which I do appreciate he was like oh my bad i thought you looked familiar my fault like i apologize i thought you were somebody else you were not like okay it's established you're not that person um and because he was disrespectful keem like got up and was whooping that nigga's ass um and he's oh the girl i forgot the girl that was there with him like when they walked over was the girl that keem had brought to the party where china was toting her gun around being all crazy that was her and it was like they went way back they grew up together and the guy that she was with was her actual brother so later on they actually they found ricky ricky the one who blew misha's house up they found ricky and that girl together and she had to die and keem actually like felt the way about it because it's like damn at the end of the day we were up together we got history we'll do whatever um the guy found darius like at a club later on down the line and beat him up like really badly and so of course because the guys are accepting us like nah we ain't gonna let this just happen to you like this we gonna find that nigga whoopie whoop whatever because he tells his family like he didn't get him too much information but when china and like the whole crew walk in the room it's like you know it was old boy from that night we all went out together so they go to this nigga house they pick the locks they walk in to see him actually kissing another nigga and they like so you beat him up like that because he told your truth like 
did nobody know you was on the DL? Like, and you beat him up for what? For your secret to, to not get out, which you got out anyway. And they said, they said, you know, if you wasn't about to die anyway, I'll tell all the little niggas that you um, controlling that you a gay nigga. And it was like, uh, you acting like a thug. And I said, and I was about to get upset. And then the very next line is, and you very well may be. I was going to say thank you. Because just because somebody gay don't mean that they not a thug. And don't mean they can't tote guns and beat ass and like sell drugs and all that type of shit. Somebody's sexual orientation has nothing to do with what they are able to do in life. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you cleared that up real quick. Because I was going to riot. <laughs> And I still did just a little bit, but I'm just like, please do not put that narrative out there because, and which, that was another thing that kind of pissed me off about Darius, because I'm like, yeah, he can be like a femme queen dressed down, and he wasn't even a femme queen, he was just like very feminine, if you will, but it's like, my nigga, you can't even fight, and not about the guy who attacked him, it's just like, Darius, he was, like I said, he was just a character, because he couldn't do nothing. It's just like everything is, oh, Lord, oh, my God, I can't handle this. This is too much for me, child. I don't do none of this. Not that, that. It's just like, but when it comes time to throw, like, you need to be able to protect yourself. But anywho, that is the end of the story. Stories, I should say. I hope you guys enjoyed this review, and I hope to see you back next week. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.